Welcome to the 50th episode of the Completely Cricket Podcast. Today, along myself and Zaid Ahmed, we have a special guest for this episode, who is actually the Kent Cricket Women and Girls Pathway Manager, Head of Cricket at Seven Oaks School, and Director in Victor Cricket Coaching and Online Cricket Academy. As you can see, he has a wealth of knowledge in the cricket industry. So, I'd like to give a very special welcome to Dave Smith. Thank you, Dave, for being Hi. on this episode. No problem. Thanks for having us. So, he will be helping us dissect the T20 World Cup so far. We'll look at how all the teams have performed. We'll also be discussing key players who've hit form, teams who've done better or worse than expected, and of course, the impact on rain on the outcome of matches so far, because that's been a major talking point. As usual, if you do like listening to the Kabir Creek podcast and like what we do, please do share this episode and like or subscribe wherever you're listening from, as it really helps us. Without further ado, let's get started. So the way we're going to do this is we're going to start with group one. We'll start with um, sixth place team and work our way up and then do the same thing for group two. So that means we'll be starting with Afgan Afghanistan. So Afghanistan, sixth place, you know, have some good quality T20 players. Zaid, would you like to give us a summary of how their World Cup has uh, gone so far? Yeah, so, I mean, they started with their game against England, which they, which they did lose. But I'd say, you know, in that game, they they did they pushed England you know, until the last couple of overs. And England kind of, kind of made a meal of that, of the run chase. And I think Afghanistan, their batting looked a bit worrying in that game. Um, but, I mean, to be honest, they're not such a bad team. And I think that game, they did all right. Um, and the, the only issue that I think for Afghanistan is they've had two abandoned games since then. Um, one against Ireland and then the other against New Zealand, and that's I mean they get a point for each, but I think it's not. It, it, that means they um the next game's on Tuesday, meaning they have a ten day gap in between games, which could be I mean I mean would you agree with that you guys? I mean I think it, it could be a bit rusty going into the next game. Obviously, also considering that they did lose their first game against England, so. You know, they, they they having such a big gap could be detrimental to their the rest of their campaign. Yeah, Dave, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I think it's I think uh, yeah, a gap isn't handy for everyone. You know, handy for anyone really because you know they need match time and they need to kind of try and bounce back from the from the first loss, which you know, like I said, it wasn't. They kind of eked it out a little bit. You know, England should have won it fairly comfortably, but. Um, you know, let's be honest. They've got a very like they've got three incredibly good spin bowlers. Um, so uh, you know, it's a shame, really. I think the Australian conditions, where you know, banging it in for the seamers, um, you know, big boundaries, so people can bowl, you know, slow balls and bounces and short balls, and kind of generally get caught on the boundary and stuff, and not really get hit for the hit for sixes too often. Um, you know, it's not not ideal conditions for for their quality spinners. Um, you know, they're they're a little bit short on on seam quality, really. Um, and then their batting is pretty inconsistent. So, um, uh, you know, they've got a couple of key guys who can, you know, seriously whack it. But, um, you know, can they do it on a regular basis like some of the better teams, you know, the players in their in their lineups can do? So I think they're, you know, realistically, they're probably, they probably shouldn't be sick in that group. But, um, you know, teams like Ireland have, have performed pretty well, obviously, with that with that win against England. And I think that's why they're where they are, really. Um, but I think if, if, you know, if this tournament was, in Sri Lanka or in India, basically in the subcontinent, you know, they they would probably do very well with with twelve overs of of very good spin. Yeah, I think that the whole the performances for a lot of teams would have uh, really been different if it had been in you know conditions suiting to their players. But obviously, you know, this is how it is with most World Cups. They're not going to be in your unless it's a home World Cup or it's a uh, conditions that are quite similar to yours. It's going to be hard. But 
I think obviously we've gone straight into looking at obviously there's two postponements due to rain. And one of them was Afghanistan Ireland. And I think I think realistically Afghanistan would have had a very good shot of winning that match. And obviously that would be an extra two points. Sorry, not an extra two points. They did get one a one point because of the rain postponement. So an extra one point. But still I think um the other rain rained off match was Afghanistan New Zealand. I still think they would have had, you know, some sort of chance in both matches and could potentially have picked up, you know, and one point from both matches and could be in a much better position. And then, you know, their World Cup wouldn't look as, you know, as as, as much of a as a failure as it sort of does already. How how you know th- this is, hasn't affected only Afghanistan, but for for Afghanistan, how how significant has the rain been in in terms of you know l- reducing their chances at, at potentially you know looking at uh, qualifying for the semi finals? Dave, yeah, I mean it's quite it's quite a big topic, obviously. Uh, um, that's you know people have been criticising. I mean, I, 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 my my opinion is that the ICP the ICC have had an absolute shocker. Um, I mean, I've been to Melbourne twice to 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 play cricket for for two winters just after university and, and then a couple of years later. Um, and when you're there in, you know, back end of September, October, even, you know, into November, it rains a lot. You know, it's it's uh, it's one of those places where it can be all four seasons in one day. You know, it's um, it's really unpredictable, the weather. Um, whereas that's, you know, completely the opposite. So if you're in Perth or you're you know, even in Adelaide or the other side and, and Sydney or, or Brisbane, you know, the weather there is a hell of a lot more consistent. Um, and you're going to get sun more essentially all year round. I just uh, the the appeal of obviously having India Pakistan with ninety thousand people and and England Australia with with ninety thousand people with the MCG is obviously massive. But I think they really have you know hampered this tournament by having so many games based in Melbourne when the weather is going to be really unpredictable. So I think. Uh, yeah, if it, if it was in this, um, you know, this time of year um, in Australia again, they'd have to have a, a really good look at that scheduling because the appeal of that 90,000 people is obviously brilliant and it works with the India-Pakistan game. with obviously an incredible game, but, um, you know, to, to, to not have England-Australia on was was a shocker and it could have been, you know, at Perth and, and have a hell of a lot more chance of being on. Yeah, I think with um with hindsight, I think, you know, that not even I think that if you look at previous, you know, any any cricket that's happened at the same time, as you said, if there's if there's been un, unpredictable weather, what's the point in, you know, in holding it? The ICC of of all of all like, you know, they have pretty much all they have a, quite a lot of power in, in cricket. And I think that they could have, if they really wanted to, could have, you know, made alter the schedule so that you know, this World Cup would not be in a, a period of time that obviously, which which has unpredictable weather. But not all teams have been, you know, affected by it a lot. Sri Lanka on on the um on the flip side actually haven't had a single match um you know cancelled uh, or postponed due to rain. So um uh, they've actually been able to play all three of their matches. And you know, Sri Lanka going into the tournament, uh, winning the uh, Asia Cup, and just looking like a, a a quite strong side, I think, especially you know in its in favourable conditions. Obviously, now this this World Cup is in Australia. Their first game, Sri Lanka versus Ireland, was you know was was probably what you'd expect from Sri Lanka. You know, playing against a team that isn't really in your top ten. You know, Dzaid, how did you feel uh, Sri Lanka did overall? What do you think of the highlights of that match? Yeah, it was a pretty good game for Sri Lanka. They, I mean, obviously in the group stage, they lost to Namibia. But then, I mean, after that, they didn't really look back. And the group stage, they won the next two games. Then it came into, into this game against Ireland, which it was it was a commanding bat performance. I mean, their top order really, you know, you know pushed the Irish bowlers. I mean, Ireland really couldn't get anything out of that game. Um, and I think 
to be honest, Ireland's batting in that particular game, it was really, you know, Aust um, sorry, uh, Sri Lanka's bowlers really pushed it and restricted Ireland completely. Um, I think Sri Lanka would have been very confident after that game. Um, you know, looking at the fact that, you know, their batsmen in the top order, top three, uh, all fired. I mean, really, really looking very positive in, after that game. Um, obviously, they had a stumble against Australia and then New Zealand, but I think you know. It's, it, I think it's a great, a, a great. It was a great start for them. Um, looking that they played Ireland their first game. I think that's a really com big confidence booster. Being able to beat the Irish team. Um, looking at because you need something like that because then after that they had three. They they won three games out of four. Um, it's meaning that you know coming into a game against Australia and New Zealand, they're feeling much more confident. Unfortunately, they didn't win those games, but. I think, you know, winning the Asia Cup and all this, you know, would have been a big confidence boost for them. Yeah, I think I just want to have a quick touch on Sri Lanka Australia before we go on to the next team. But um, Sri Lanka Australia, you know, coming in, um, de defeating Ireland so convincingly, and then you know, getting uh, being restricted to I think one fifty eight or something around that region. Then Australia chasing it down in sixteen overs. You know, it's a pretty much a smashing. Dave, what happened to Sri Lanka there? Like, what? How did performance levels go from you know pretty very good to pretty much nothing? I think it's obviously quality of quality of the bowling attack and opposition, um, you know, is quite increased between Ireland and Australia. Um, but you know, Sri Lanka is in a, you know, is in a bit of a transition few, you know, probably few years really, because if you look at, I mean, when I grew up and there was Sangakara, um, Jai Wardener, Jai Surya, um, you know, some incredible, incredible batters, um, that just that did win win games, you know, on their own. Dilshan, people like that in one day cricket, you know, absolutely unbelievable players. You know, they now really, in my opinion, haven't got anyone of that of anywhere near that quality in that in that attack. Um, and in that, uh, I mean, I watched um, that actually the Raja Raja Paksa um, in the last game against New Zealand looks absolutely class. I played some brilliant shots, and um, yeah, I, I just can't see anyone else in that top six that really shows that flair and that kind of real world-class quality. So, you know, they're, they're, they're in the rebuild and, and they're probably, you know, a bit of a younger side and, and hopefully we'll kind of keep, keep getting better. It's been good to see Chris Silverwood, you know, go over there and have a bit of an impact, you know, winning that Asia cup was, was pretty, very impressive. Um, but yeah, I just think they're in a transition periods and, um, you know, I don't think you're going to see a huge amount from them in this world cup. Um, I don't think they'll qualify. Um, They've got it. Obviously, still got a chance, but um, I, I think they'll probably fall just short, finish third or fourth in the group or something. Yeah, I think in terms of, I think you're right. It's, it's even with the bowling attack, um, they just don't have that star quality, you know, bowler. Even teams like Afghanistan have someone like Rashid Khan and um, Majib, who are all, you know, who are both world class spinners. But Sri Lanka don't. You could say when they do Hasaranga, but even that, it's it's just that they don't have a a, a couple of really good players who could. You know, go and be in any team in uh of in the World Cup. They just don't have that star quality. I think that's really impacted them because they don't have those match winners, and and therefore that you know they're struggling to win matches. But yeah, moving on to a team who you know Eng English fans may 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 not uh may not like as much. Um, Ireland, you know, who uh, surprisingly uh beat England and with a very good performance by them. But you know, obviously England Ireland, you it's uh you'd look you look at England as a favourites, but. Um, you know that there, there were quite a few reasons why they didn't win, and I, and I think that was um really interesting because straight after you know obviously losing to Sri Lanka in a very convincing way, with with England Ireland, 
who do you think it was more that England, you know, didn't play well enough, or do you think that Ireland played extremely well, Zaid, in terms of performance wise? See, I think, you know, in, in that first innings when England won the toss and chose the bowl, it was perfect conditions for them to exploit and they just didn't really do that. And the first ten overs especially, I mean, they I mean, you know, honestly, to be honest, they just bowled a bit poorly, I think I think. Um even Mark Wood came off that um after the first innings and he he even said on interview, I think, uh, that they bowled poorly and in the in, in the first ten overs and I think Ireland then, you know, used the fact that they didn't bowl well and, you know, their batsmen played well. Um, so, I mean, I'd say it's, it was a bit of both. I think, you know, England didn't, they could have easily exploited those um, really you know, favourable conditions for bowling, um, but they didn't. And Irish, the Irish, you know, they they, they bounced on that and they um, they batted well in reply and, then in the second innings, you know, Ireland bowled, bowled well. How England probably should have bowled in the first innings, and I, and hence I'd say, you know, it, it was um, a bit of England didn't, you know, didn't play to their best standards at all. Um, but also Ireland, you know, if you have a team that isn't exporting conditions, then you obviously need to bounce on that, and that's exactly what Ireland did. So I'd say. Um, you know, it's a bit of both. Uh, Ireland, Ireland played pretty well, and I'd say they deserved to win that. And also, you know, England just really didn't use what they had for them uh, against Ireland. So I'd say it's a bit of both. Yeah, I think there was yeah, obviously Ireland, Ireland bowled well, but I think there was talk. There was a lot of talk after the match of you know how England knew that obviously England would have known that rain was was could be prevalent. There could be um, you know, rain uh, you know, cancellation delays, things like that. And 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 they knew that DLS would be in play. They um, uh, they had the the I think the board which tells you how many runs uh you should be on um like the par score. They had all that available to them, so they knew that event. They obviously would have ideally kept kept up with the rate to make sure that even if if the game would have to be you know called off after a certain period of time, they'd be in the pole position to win. But they didn't really kick off in that match. So I didn't really see that. You know, there wasn't any intent there. Do you, why was why why do you think that you know. Uh, Dave, do you, why do you think that they didn't, you know, realize that obviously they knew this rain? Why did they not kick on and make sure they were, you know, well, well ahead of um, uh, DLS par score? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one. I mean, I actually think I'm, I, I was pretty confident that, you know, had the game gone on another, you know, over or two, maybe even three balls, uh, I think we probably would have won the game. Um, but you know, we think with like Sam Carr and people like that still to still to come in. I think you know, they bowled they bowled very well and I think the the fact that there was weather around in the game before that um, I think the pitch was definitely a little bit too paced and like some were you know keeping a little bit low or just getting stuck in the crease like you saw how Milan was trying to you know play some pull shots and work off his hips and stuff and he just like couldn't quite get the pace of the pace of the ball Um, I just yeah I think it was a a combination of the fact that their seam was bowled very well um, and just were just getting that little bit of movement a little bit of nip bit of kind of up and down two paced from the pitch um yeah i i just think i think they were trying to 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 score you know and turn to up the rate obviously also when you you know when you do lose three wickets you know fairly early on you kind of in my opinion is you can't really kind of keep going and going and going um you know when you're sort of your, your main players are, are out so yeah i think ireland's deserve to win that game in the sense that england didn't bowl well in the first 10 overs or so and then Ireland's 
did bowl well and got us three wickets down. And uh, yeah, I think it was it was a it was an interesting finish. And I think ultimately, I do think England probably would have come out just on top. But um, great for Ireland, you know, they've beaten us again in a in a big tournament. Yeah, I think I think overall they did deserve the win, but it it was it was good to you know it was quality you know bowling from Ireland and also England sort of got punished for you know their poor bowling at the start of Ireland's innings and then obviously they they obviously wouldn't have known what to, what was going to come, but then in the end it had an impact. But yeah, moving on to the next team, which is Australia. You know, last year uh, they won the the World Cup after not the best performance in the group stages, but they played well in the semi final and in the final. Uh, and this year, you know, they a lot of people are suggesting that they could be favourites in uh, in home conditions. But then their very first match, they got completely obliterated by New Zealand. New Zealand scoring something like two hundred for three, and then Australia all out for I think hundred and ten, something around that. Uh, Say immediate takeaways, immediate reaction really to to that performance. If you just heard that, what would you think? What or what was what would you say you take away from the Australia team and and how they performed? Yeah, that game was pretty shocking, really. I mean, I, before the tournament started, I was fairly confident that Australia would win. Um, I mean, I just looked at their team and I was thinking, yeah, they, they've got the pace attack, they've got batsmen, and also they're in Australian condition, they're in home condition. So I thought everything was favouring them. So hearing about the Australia, or watching the Australian-New Zealand game, seeing how New Zealand yeah, obliterated Australia, it was really shocking to see. I think Australia, in that particular game, I think Australia's batting... Um, you know, people would have questioned Australia's batting and their depth. Um, are they, you know, is their batting actually that good or maybe um, maybe they lack a bit of depth? I think um, after that game, I would say it was really just an off day for Australia. I wouldn't say it was really, you know, they lack anything or because, I mean, they proved that in the Sri Lanka game, I think. After that, they, they batted well in that game. They bowled well as well. So I'd say... Um, I'd say the Australian New Zealand game was really just they I think Australia just had an off day, especially in batting. Um I think bowling uh, New Zealand New Zealand just played well, I'd say. Uh, it's in batting. Um but then I, overall I think Australia is still a very good team. I think they still have chances to win the World Cup or at least qualify. Um but you know, I wouldn't say they're gonna win the World Cup now. But uh, they still have chances. But I mean, I just I think key takeaway from that game is just um, they they I think they kind of just had an off day, um, and people have questioned their batting depth. But I'd say you know they're not really that many concerns um, because they proved that in the Sri Lanka game. So I think you know they just really just had an off day in that game. Yeah, I think straight obviously after that match they didn't get any points from there. Then they uh, convincingly beat Sri Lanka, chasing one five eight in sixteen overs. And then, so they got two points there. Then a point in the uh, Australia-England match being um, rained off. Dave, how 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 high do you think the chances are of Australia qualifying for the semi-finals? And if they, if you do think they, you know, they will qualify, how do you think they have they have it uh, enough in them to to progress and potentially, you know, retain the World Cup, which hasn't been done before in T Twenty cricket? I think I think they definitely 100 have potential. When you think that you know Warner and Maxwell people that haven't fired yet. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing with Australia is there's a little bit of a cloud around their selection. You know, should Finch be playing and captaining? Um, you know, with the form that Maxwell's in, should he be playing? From a bowling point of view, they keep switching between Zampa and um, uh, and Agar as, as your spinner. Uh, there's obviously some, you know, some behind the scenes kind of worries on selection and things. Um, 
I think the biggest takeaway for me and that everyone kind of knows who, who plays the game is that T20 cricket, it just takes one person to, you know, have an incredibly good bowling spell where they blow away the top order um, or, you know, rip out the middle order or actually, you know, just a batter to, to have their day and, and get an 80 or 100 and it can it can win a game of cricket. So, you know, you look at Balburnie or, or Sterling for Ireland, you know, if one of them gets a, gets a big score, then they're going to do pretty well and compete against any side. Um, because most teams have got a bowling attack with you know some people that can you know a couple of good spinners can bowl at the death. Um, it, you know it is it's not quite I wouldn't say it's a lottery, but there is a lot of unpredictability in 2020 cricket because the game can be decided by you know one moment or you know a, a boundary stop that saves a few runs and then someone wins by less than four runs. You know it's 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 a it's a games can be can be won or lost in in very small moments in 2020 cricket. Whereas obviously the longer format games. Um, you know, you need more bits of good play and, and passages of play to, um, to to win. So I think, it, without a doubt, Australia still have a chance of winning the whole tournament. You know, they, if they win their last two games, they'll qualify and, you know, knock out cricket. Um, you know, who knows? We, you look at the, the New Zealand game, everyone can kind of question their, their batting depth in that game. But well, every single one of them has got to go out and score a 10 and over from ball one. And, you know, that's not easy. You know, you're going to try and take on a risk maybe that, you know, you, you shouldn't be doing or, or you're not quite confident doing. And then therefore you lose your wicket and you make a mistake against a pretty good, a pretty good bowling attack. Um, so I think, yeah, New Zealand's have been outstanding so far. Um, so that that loss is, is just they got outplayed on the day. And like I say, you know, write that day off, move on to the next one. Um, hopefully they can win their last couple and, and this is going to be a big battle to, to see who gets that second place if uh, if New Zealand win one more game because they'll finish top. So Yeah, I think, yeah, so far at the moment, it, obviously New Zealand are at top with um, five points and uh, England and Australia both have three points. They're, New Zealand looking like they're going to qualify. All they need, well, if they win another match, then, uh, then I think they do qualify. But... Uh, I think that obviously it's looking like it's going to be an England Australia, um, you know, battle off for for second place and to get the second spot. So yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting. But looking at England, their their performances in general have not looked. They haven't. They haven't been up to their you know fluent best. And 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 some of the quality we saw in the series um, versus Australia uh, before the World Cup and series versus Pakistan as well. That type of you know match winning quality. I don't hasn't really been present here. We still we had England Afghanistan, uh, where England you know sort of crept to a victory. I'd say they didn't really no batsman really fired. Then obviously England Ireland, uh, we, we sort of talked to uh, talked about that um, when we talked about Ireland Ireland's performance. But overall, Zaid with England, do you think that do you think there has there needs to be some changes made to the, to the squad? You know, bring bring some some players in, and if so, who who would you bring in? Well, I mean, I don't think there needs to be any major change. I think maybe their bowling attack has looked pretty good. Um, I mean, they've gone with a new approach of Ben Stokes opening bowling, and it you know it's worked pretty decently. And um, I'd say that doesn't need to be anything major that needs to be changed. But I think we saw this in the Pakistan series as well with Ben Duckett. He played really well, and he's not playing. He's not in the playing eleven at the moment. I think maybe an option to bring him in. Um, I, I would probably re- I, I would really be in favour of bringing him into the playing eleven. Um, I mean, someone like Dawood Milan, he's really struggled. He just can't really find his timing properly. Um, he, I mean, he scored runs, but it's not been it's, it, it hasn't been fluent at all. 
I think he scored, I think, what, 20 and 30 in the two games against Afghanistan and Ireland. So it's not that he's not scoring runs, but firstly, it's not big 50s or, you know, big, big scores. And it's also, you know, he's, he's going at below 100 strike rate, which is not what you see in T20 cricket these days. So I think he's struggling. So, I mean, if he if he continues struggling, then maybe an option to bring Ben Duckett in. But just in general, I think the only one major thing that I'm thinking is I really want Ben Duckett to play because I just think I just think he's a really good player. And I think he just deserves to be in, I would say. Um, but other than that, I wouldn't say there's anything major that you need to change. I think it's just they just haven't been up to the mark just yet. And obviously, they need to beat New Zealand. They need to beat Sri Lanka. So... Um, I just I'm, I would just raise the question on Ben Duckett what not being in the eleven. Yeah, I totally. I, I actually think for Ben Duckett, it's not even in the squad. Um, he wasn't actually included in the um the uh squad for the World Cup. So I don't know how it would work if they were to bring him in. I don't think that would, that would work. But um, I think uh someone if, if I'm wrong, uh, Dave, please do correct me. But I think um yeah. So I don't think he, I think I ideally you'd want him to play, but I don't think he can in in this tournament. But um. Yeah, I don't think uh, um, uh, it's a really difficult one with England because I think Topley in those conditions would have been really really handy. You know, Tall hits the deck, gets gets it swinging back, nipping around a little bit. He'd have been really useful. Um, you know, Stokes not firing um, with the bat is is an issue. You know, he's he's always going to he swings the ball and he bowls you know mid eighties, so he can he's a pretty good option to to bowl that first over because I think you know generally statistically that first over the game is like essentially the easiest over to bowl because, um, you know, the ball's brand new and um, batsmen probably aren't going to come out absolutely swinging from ball one. So, um, yeah, I think it, it, we've done well just sneaking a few overs in from uh, from Stokes there with the ball moving around. Um, it's, yeah, again, if Butler doesn't fire, um, you know, I, I think Milan is, considering he was world number one in T20 cricket, you know, not so long ago, um and a lot of people were still criticising him, even criticising him even when he was world number one. Like, I mean, he's clearly a good batter. And actually, you know, if Butler does go, then really you want Milan to be essentially batting through the innings and everyone else can bat around him. Um, you know, he's he scored he scored runs, and yes, his strike rate at times, you know, hasn't hasn't been as good as it could have been. But you can't really question what he's done over the last sort of two or three years in in uh, in international cricket, really. Um, yeah, Harry Brook. For me, the way that Harry Brook got out in that in that Ireland game was horrendous. Um, you know, he just chipped one down to to long on. Um, you know, we we could have we could have absolutely cruised that with those two in. And actually, him getting out by losing another wicket, you know, you probably increase the the DRS by a little, but the the, the Duckworth Lewis sorry by a little bit more. Um, I, I think that probably cost us the game. Actually, that dismissal in, in a way in terms of of the run chase, you know, that costs the game. Obviously, the bowling performance wasn't great either but yeah I, I just think um that that stood out for me in that game where we could have chased it pretty comfortably um Brooke then tried to take one on which he shouldn't have done and clotted it to mid on and then we we were way short well so we were five runs short of, uh, of, of DLS so yeah it's um I think we 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 again we've got to bounce back hopefully Butler can find some form hopefully Stokes can find some form and then um you know we've got a good chance of qualifying as well so Two interest, two what two really key games coming up. Yeah, I I think that's uh, I think that's fair. I think it, it as 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 with Australia, England do have a good have a chance of qualifying. It's just more as if whether they take the opportunity and you know win the games convincingly. But yeah, so we'll go on to group two. We only have a few minutes left, so we'll just do 
uh, just a quick touch on on the teams, but um, we because we already did New, we mentioned New Zealand already, but uh, so on Group Two, uh, a bottom place Netherlands. Uh, with the Netherlands, obviously they they qualified. Um, they they were looking like were, their qualification was on uh was in the balance due to um that they're relying on Namibia losing in the in the um uh group stages, but um yeah they they've obviously struggled against the teams and they've lost their their uh first two matches. Say, do you think do you think they what do you think their point when they play do you think they're playing to to win games do you think they're playing more to get that experience of a World Cup? I mean, I'd say they're more. At the moment, they're playing more to gain some experience because I think the Netherlands team, the Dutch team, they haven't played much cricket as a team. You know, obviously individually, all the players, you know, they play they play plenty of cricket, but I think Netherlands they don't have as many fixtures as you know some of the big teams do. So I think they're more playing just to gain some experience. They're playing against the best teams in the world: India, Australia, England. You know, all these teams. Um, and then also to play against, um, playing in front of some big crowds. So I wouldn't say they're playing to win the World Cup this just just yet. I say you know maybe down the line in the future you know that they, they will be. But at the moment, I think it's more just they want to gain some experience and and just you know um, just uh, get some experience on how how to play the best in the world and play in front of big crowds. Yeah. I think uh, also, um, funny enough, also on zero points is Pakistan, and and they've been quite surprising. Um, you know that you'd expect them. Uh, obviously, they had that really tight match against uh, India, where it, to to be honest, until the last over, it could have gone any. Uh, well, even to, probably to the last like two balls, it could have gone either way. India or Pakistan could have won it. Then after that, they did lose to Zimbabwe in another uh, in another quite tight match. And uh, Dave, what what if you were to pinpoint one area where you'd say Pakistan are going wrong? Uh, what where would that be? Well, I think um, you know that they are very very reliant on on the, the two opening batters, and you know they've Rizwan and Barbo have done unbelievably well in the last you know year or so. Um, you know, in every in every in the Pakistan Super League, in, in international games, whatever they've played, they've they've scored runs, and um, you know just this this tournament so far, they've they've struggled, and you know they've lost. It's actually probably quite a credit to them that those two have failed. Um, and they've only you know lost games by by tiny margins. I mean, T Twenty cricket again when it's you know a little bit of a fifty fifty anyway. Um, with in terms of how people can can perform, they've lost you know one game with the ball and one game with the bat right at the death. And um, you know the first game was an absolute farce. I mean, I don't know what the the um, you know the left arm spinner was doing at the end there, but he um, he just had a bit of a shocker and started bowling wides and waist high full tosses and things like that. So I mean that just shows you what. Even the best in best in the world and international cricketers can, you know, get overawed by the the pressure of the occasion, and um, you know, it's I'm sure he'll have learned a hell of a lot from that and how to deal with it. Um, I think no one, you know, going back to the, the the Netherlands point as well, actually, you know, no one plays to lose the game. Um, you know, you, you could see when they when they qualified. You know, I don't know whether you saw the footage of uh, of of um, the, the closing stages of the of the match, which they were all watching in the hotel room, to then you know to sort of see if they qualify. I mean, they went absolutely nuts when they um when when it all kind of finished and they won. It's great to kind of see that moment. I mean, it's like um you know when when the the low you know all the Indian players the lo the local lads, especially like the under nineteens for the in Indian lad lot get picked in the IPL. You know they're playing with some of the best players in the world. It's an incredible experience for those Dutch players. 
to go and just talk to the best players in the world and be like, right, you know, how do you how do you do things? You know, how can I learn from you in terms of how you train, how you prepare, um, you know, what your processes are? Um, they're certainly playing to win. You know, they've got some quality in their side. Um, but they again, they just, like you say, they don't play as much cricket. They haven't got the quality of some of the other international sides. Um, so it's always going to be a struggle for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's all about how they learn from that experience. And the good thing is they've, you know, they've got quite a few sort of South Africans and Kiwis and stuff in their team, but actually they've got some good homegrown players coming through as well. So that's good to see. Um, a real standout for me, Max O'Dowd, in certainly in the in the the, the tournament, the sort of qualifying tournament was was exceptional. I mean, that game where uh, you know where he sort of nearly single handedly got them over the line was was a was an incredible game. Um, yeah, I just think uh, he's he's probably really someone like Ackerman, who's got a lot of county experience, just hasn't really hasn't really fired yet. So you got twenty seven today, but um, you know he he can win games of cricket and he hasn't really done that yet. So yeah, I think Pakistan. Again, they've got the quality. They've beaten the Netherlands today. Um, I think, you know, they've bounced back from two losses and two close games. They're really not far away from from still being a good side. And it just, you know, they're going to be competing for that second, well, potentially that second place still if results go their way. But I think they're probably going to fall just short um, of qualifying. But that's what, you know, 2020 cricket, you can lose some tight games, unfortunately. And it's generally the teams that, you know, with experience or, um, you know, the teams that go on and win the tournament will, will win those tight games rather than lose them. Yeah. All right. I think that's it for this episode as our uh, time is about to run out. But uh, th- thank you, Dave. Thank you, Zay. And um, yeah, uh, see you in the next episode. And hopefully we can see some more of the World Cup.